This episode is brought to you by BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code TMS. You just pay $5 shipping. Coming up on TMS, three young Bolivian brothers. HBO's redundant Department of Redundancy Department. Living your best 2FA life. A murder of Muppets. How many bollocks is in a bag? Do psychopaths dream of electrocuting sheep? Two Small Things, starring Scott and Brian. It's Idaho, damn it! I am not racist. I just reference racist films. Fall into the family gap plan. I don't know why I didn't say movies. I don't know, but that threw me off a little bit. Yeah, me as well. (laughs) One angry Captain Dipshit. How often do you feed your jacket? Wolfgang Amadeus Jack. Is that a Mercedes-Benz or a piece of crap? Therapy Thursday and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. At the turn of the next century, most food will be stored frozen in individual portions. The computer will keep a running inventory on all foodstuffs and suggest daily menus based on the nutritional needs of the family. When the meal has been selected, the various portions are fed automatically into the microwave oven for a few seconds of defoing or warming. Cheeseburger. French fries and a nice cold bottle of beer. I sure hope Scott Fletcher reads my tweet. This is the morning stream. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to TMS. It's May 28th, 2020. I'm Scott Johnson. Brian Ibbett is right over there. Yeah, I'm over here. Do you Yay. see me? I'm I here. do. I totally see you. I see you way over there. Hey, way uh, over here. How was your night? Everything fine? You wake up okay? You know. I woke up, well, I, I woke up at 4.45 and uh, watched a little bit of uh, Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Doctor Who. I'm uh, <laughs> now that um, HBO Max has all those, I can get caught up on on season eleven, which I haven't finished. Watch an episode called Kerblam mm. this morning. Do you have any trouble with the the service yet? I had to, I had problems with it last night. I, maybe it was just overloaded because <laughs> it was a nighttime viewing, and it, it just seemed like it was really hard to not have. Here's the problem. Here's the problem I had. Yeah. Uh, fire up the iPad. Go to HBO Max. Yeah. Oh, it, it looks like uh, we need to just make sure you are you are who you say you are. Um, enter your email address. Oh, you're an AT&T customer. Do you want to connect that uh, account to your HBO Max account? Well, yes, I do. Okay, great. We uh, just sent you a verification code. Uh, enter this verification. Or here's a space to enter the verification code. Great. I uh, just went to my email. HBO sent me an email with a verification code. I copy that verification code, go back to the HBO app, and it says, oh, hi, uh, we don't recognize you. We'd like to, would you like us to connect this to your AT&T account? Great. Yeah. All right. We're going to send you a verification code, enter it into this field. So it was on this stupid, like, as soon as you leave the app, you come back to the app. If it's got that window open, yeah. it it screws up. And it's like, well, that's the window that triggers the verification code. So I had to open up my... I had to get my phone out and oh. get my email on the phone and type it manually. Man, yeah, uh, we had the same problem, but it was with the. Uh, it was just trying to get uh, their code system was broken last night, basically. So no, what you yeah. have just said helped confirm to me what I thought was true already, which was okay, something. Okay, so you had a similar problem, not the same problem, but a similar problem. Yeah, all we were trying to do is verify that our data plan made us possibly eligible <laughs> to have the service for free. Yeah. 
Um, and we haven't been able to do that yet because two reasons. One, their phones were overwhelmed yesterday, so it was like a three-hour wait to talk to a human. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the code system, which is supposed to let you just do that, didn't work. It kept throwing back errors. I'll bet that's all tied together, and you were just Probably. in the same problem loop as I was. And Yep, I was having a digital version of the same vocal version. Did you get it confirmed, though, that AT&T is? Not yet, so today we're okay. going to... I think we may okay. we may even just like put a mask on and pop down. The, the store is open. We may go down there and ask them. I don't know. I can't decide. I can't decide if I want to go in there or not. Like, there's a lot of surfaces in an AT and T store, and I'm sure they cleaned right. it up. Don't nicely. touch any of them. You don't yeah. have to lick them. That's just, true. Uh, I'll just walk in, arms folded, and go. Is my data plan eligible for free HBO Max? And see what they say. I'll just yell it when I walk in. What do you think? How do you think that'll go? You think it'll be yeah, fine? Good. I want to know if I get my max for free. I go, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I I don't know. I found I thought that I went to the website for um, AT and T. Basically, AT and T TV. Oh, you're not doing AT and T TV. No, we're right? not doing that. No, we okay. have all we have is well. Okay, so supposedly their family data plan at a certain unlimited level. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what the name of it is. They're very confusing about their stuff, but if oh yeah, what, yeah they absolutely yeah. are. Yes, whatever yeah. that thing is, uh, I think we have it, and I think that makes us eligible. Mm-hmm. But we're just having a hard time verifying it. So I don't know. I gotta figure it out. I'll figure it out because I don't want to be paying the you know the twelve bucks a month for oh. this thing if I'm supposed to be getting it for free. Um, it probably means I have to relinquish my private login and use whatever my AT and T one is, or somehow I can merge those. I just I need a human being for this. I don't think a robot's going to know. There's no robots that know. Oh, by the way, I got hacked in like 15 different ways yesterday. I got, well, Uh, I didn't get hacked, but I had attempts because I'm two-factored up, man. I got two-factor on everything. (laughs) I am two-factored up. That's right. In this beyond. That's exactly right. And I felt pretty good about it because there were attempts on my Google accounts, attempts on my Apple account, Netflix of all things. That was weird. Uh, What else? Oh, my Squarespace account. Whole bunch of stuff where there were attempts made to get into my stuff. Long story why, not getting into it. I already talked about it on Twitter. Go read that if you want. I'm not giving that guy any more oxygen, whoever that was. I assume it's one guy. I don't actually know. It's definitely, it's got to be one guy. Yeah. Just one angry uh, Captain Dipshit yeah. is what he is. Yeah. So now you can, now you can hack Brian's stuff. All right. So, anyways, be my guest. <laughs> I'd already, my, my Wikipedia already says that I was a member of Richard Cheese's band. You can tell, <laughs> and it said that for months. Oh, that's right. Maybe even years. You yeah. can tell how much I care. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I mean, the, the, and the Wikipedia thing was, uh, I forgot about that. That happened again multiple times yesterday. So, I don't know yeah. who's doing all this. But I two-factored my life, so you can't get my accounts. Neener, neener. All right. That's not a challenge for people who are really good at this. I'm just saying. I'm just putting it out there. Anyway, the point is, what was my point? I had a point. Uh, Hacked. uh, uh, uh. I had a point about. It was a transition point from. Yes, right. It was was how busy you were yesterday dealing with all that stuff. Maybe. What was I going to say? I forgot. AT&T camp, no. There was a point. I don't know what it was. <laughs> uh, Luke Sidewalker says no point. And he's probably right. Yeah. All right. Well, one of these days, one of these days, like we're, it's, our memory is just going to get worse and worse to the point where we're going to have to pause the show, rewind back and listen to it ourselves to remember what we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, I need a little DVR boop, boop, thing that just lets me go back and do it. That's yeah. all right. I don't remember anyway. Whatever the point was, I'm sure it was pointless. Okay. A um, <laughs> couple things here this morning. Uh, yeah. I wanted to wish a, I've been holding on to this one for a while for the date, but I want to wish a member of our community a very happy birthday. This comes 
from this person's wife. And I'm going to try to do this in a way that's fun and surprising because I'm pretty sure they're here. Let me just see. I hope they're here because the goal was to try to have them here. Anyway, here's what the message oh, yeah. says. Hey, guys, my husband, Rusty Nails, and I watch the morning stream, Boop Show, The Instance, Coverville, Core, and all of Scott's drawing streams. You could say we're super fans. May 31st is Rusty Nails' 40th birthday. And I know we're not to the 31st yet, but I wanted to get it out before we, you know, I don't want to miss it. Uh, his well, 40th birthday. first is Sunday anyway, so there's, you know. Oh, yeah, good point. We yeah, don't have another. If he's not a patron, then. Uh, um, well, even then, he's, 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 he's going to hear it. Even then, it'd be hosed because Friday's, we're not doing Oh, Friday. we're not doing a show tomorrow. Right. Because yeah, we did the play date. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm glad, I'm really glad we did it today. Yeah. It's his 40th birthday and their ninth anniversary. That means you got married on Rusty Nail's birthday. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it says here, we also sleep on a bed of rusty nails. That's how he got his name. Just kidding. That does not say that. I made that part up. Uh, it would be awesome if y'all would wish him a happy birthday. Thanks so much for keeping us all entertained and upbeat, especially during these uncertain times, Winky Face. Uh, that's from Diane. Diane, that's awesome. Uh, she plays there. She is a Chewy Z321 in the chat, and uh, we are more than happy to give familiar oh, face. There he is right there. Is he right there? Oh, rusty Nails 102. Uh, she is awesome. Yeah. You're awesome too, Rusty Nails. Yeah, Thanks for always being here and. In this chat, in other chats, I see you in the Coverville chat, the Guess the Connection stuff. He's in everything. I saw him. Uh, John was streaming uh, uh, Deep Rock Galactic the other night, and I hopped in for a couple of rounds, and there was mm -hmm. Rusty Nails. Like, he's just a, that dude's around, man. So, wow. Does, does Diane feel like a podcast widow? Like, are you, <laughs> uh, are you in? Maybe you're watching too many podcasts, yeah, Rusty Nails. Maybe. Maybe. And tell me what the 102 means at the end of your name. Yeah, what is 102 at the end? Is it because everyone there's already 101 other ones of you? Or? Yeah, were there, were there 101 Rusty Nails before yeah. you? 101 Rusty Nails, 101 Rusty Nails. <laughs> Stick yeah. one in, you'll get tetanus shots. Oh, he says fun story about that, which means it's a long story. Oh, all right. <laughs> well, share it with us when you've got the time there, Rusty Nails. Um, and also, um, happy 40th. That's a big one. So, congrats. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I used to think that was old. It's not. It was ten years ago. No, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't that. It wasn't that old. We were we were doing. Oh wait, were we doing a podcast? Were we doing the TM? No, we were TMS. Doing, uh, Next year's our ten year, right? Right, right. So we weren't doing TMS yet, but we were. Um, we were. You're doing film sack. That came in 09. So. We were doing film sack. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was I was trying to remember. Obviously, film sack had to come before this. Yeah, that was 2009. So we're 10. It's we're almost slower 11 years. because uh, we take longer to put those out. <laughs> we take a whole week to put one episode out. Yeah. Sometimes two weeks to put one episode out. Sometimes you never know. Anyway, yeah. uh, happy birthday once again. All right, fun times ahead, everybody. You know what time it is? It's the last Thursday of the month. And that means we're adding to the call a certain person of Australian descent. <laughs> uh, her name is Gidget. She's showing offline. However, oh no, she's. I online. talked to her this morning. She says she's she's rocking a '60s look today. Oh well, then we'll see that on camera here shortly. If you know, if she decides to send it to us. If the colonel uh, yeah. set the, things up for. Is it the colonel? Before he went to bed. Is that his rank? It yeah. is the colonel. Okay. Colonel, yes. Right. Yeah. Angry yeah. Man is your Hi, guys. Oh, hi. Hello. Oh, that's weird. Hello. <laughs> that's, for, that's left over from... Uh, that looks like... Uh, from Playdate. Yeah. I We see you in a giant full screen oh. of your whole desktop. 
is oh, what well, yeah, do you lucky. want us to see your entire desktop? I see your whole desktop. That. No, not really. Uh, it's like you're just in a tiny window. So you're sending it. <laughs> so you're a Windows 10 user. That's I think, cool. I think, are you sure you're well, not my is mom? Actually, this is my partner, Colonel. Oh, here, hang on. He's coming in. He's coming in. <laughs> She's gone wild. Hang on. I think you're my mom. She's, yeah. she's been my mom, and I never knew it. Oh, look at that. Wow, now there's a Gidget within a Gidget within a Gidget within a Gidget within. Yeah, it goes for oh it's an eternal Gidget. Oh, there you go. Got okay, it. there we go. Yay! Yay! There we go. All right. Uh, <laughs> it wouldn't be fun if we didn't have some weird thing. All right, I got to play this for you. Trivial thing. Hey, check it out. It's Gidget. She's here from Australia, and she also has a podcaster, and we'll talk about that later. She comes on once a month, last Thursday of the month, and tries to get me and Brian to kill each other in trivia. And it's great. Yep. Uh, currently, Brian leads by like I think two uh, sessions. That is maybe one. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, something like that, which is a real That's bummer one thing for me. We're not keeping track of very yeah, well. <laughs> not very well. Uh, I'm get, not either. So yeah. don't worry about. Oh, okay. Good. How, often, it, how yeah. often do you have to feed your uh, jacket? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, Colonel calls it the Muppet jacket. Yeah. <laughs> it's my Muppet jacket. I like so, it. How many so Muppets had to die? To <laughs> A lot. I had to murder a lot of Muppets, but it was Frank Oz's birthday this week, so I thought, you know. Uh -huh. Oh, there you go. There hey, you did go. you guys yeah. know? Did you guys know Frank Oz is six foot two, and that um, uh, what's his name? I can't think of his name. All of a sudden, Jim Henson. Was, Jim Henson. He was six three. He was my height. What's that about? Oh it? wow! I, I didn't know that. those guys were so tall. Think about what they had to do to get all under stuff and like exactly. Yeah, hands up. <laughs> way better if your if your uh, puppeteers are short and diminutive and can fit in small places. I agree. I was just like shocked by that info today. I heard that today, yeah. in fact. So happy birthday, Frank Oz! Uh, you uh, dirty whatever it may be. Dirty rotten scoundrels was great. Yeah, whatever your oh. age may be. Great, great film and little, little Shop of Horrors yeah. as well. Yeah, he's a multi-talented man. And can I say happy birthday, Rusty Nails? By the way, oh yeah, very nice. Yes, you can happy say birthday. that. You can say that. Now all three of us have done it. Now, now he has yeah. to have a good birthday. There's no exactly no holding yeah, back. Rule of three. Right. Hey, how did the and, Colonel? And, and, how, and my, and my oh. last appearance last month, <laughs> yeah. um, I didn't get to read the tadpole, so I went through the tadpole comments. There were some interesting ones. First of all, Hank. Love Craft said Gidget has the best hair. Thank oh. you very much. Oh, very nice. Um, someone else, uh, Luke Sightwalker said Gidget keeps her cocktail nest in her hair. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hank Love Craft also said Gidget is obviously coked up. I wish. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, uh, Wind. Wind Magnus mm -hmm. said, I have not seen Gidget before and I imagined her with black hair. So who knows? Next mm. podcast, you might get my black hair week. So oh, you, you know. should do it. You should totally do it. I want to see what that, that is. That's cool. Yeah. I've got a redhead one too. So yeah. I might try some a try a few things. Yeah, let's see if you can do it. Let's see let's see how that matches your Muppet jacket. That'll be cool. <laughs> yes. <laughs> does the does the hair match the jacket? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. You bet it does. Yeah, well, you were avoiding the other one, weren't yeah. you? <laughs> yeah. All right. Hey, uh, trivia. Listen, I don't know. What is our even topic today? I don't even know what we're doing. What is it? It's comedy films oh, from any era. Any era. Any Ooh, era. that could yes. be like Not now. Not just the 80s. All right. No. You can't now. All what right, do you so, wait? Uh, okay, let me ask you this: What do you include? You're not putting like rom-coms. Do they count? Are you including some of that garbage or no? No, okay. not really. Um, good. I'm basically just just doing movies that are really funny. Okay, good. Because rom-coms generally, in are my not funny. view, because as we know, comedy is is individual. So mm -hmm. you know, there might be some on the list that people go, "Well, that was a load of bollocks." So mm. who knows? All right. Um, All right. I am officially hiding the chat room right now. 
chat room goodbye hey i have a quick question yeah goodbye chat room there we go they're out um i have a quick question about this term load of bollocks can i just ask you real quick okay so yes i hear it from british people and australian people um yep. i would like to know how many testicles are in a load of bollocks mm. i think a bag of bollocks okay so how many okay. are how many are in a bag though like I'd say 12. As many as you can fit, really. <laughs> 12. Yeah. Depends on the size of the bollocks, doesn't <laughs> All right. it? All right. And a bollocks is what I think it is. It's a testicle, right? It's, it's a ball. It's a ball. Okay, it's a They're ball. They're balls, baby, balls. All right. All right. Never mind the bollocks. Let's get to the trivia. All right, let's do the trivia. What do you got? <laughs> All right, who wants to go first? Uh, I'm losing, so me. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. All right. So, Scott, who plays Dr. Romack in the 1980 parody film Airplane? Oh, Doc- or for us flying high. Uh, doctor, sorry, give me the last name again. Uh, who plays Dr. Rumak in the 1980 parody Airplane Dash Flying Rumak? High? I think that's um, I think that's uh, Lloyd Bridges. No, Doctor. Yeah, is goes that- to Brian. Goes to Brian. All right, Brian. Um, is it Leslie Nielsen? It is correct. Damn it! Okay. Ah. Or yeah. I guess that I, I went the no, glass no, half. I mean, Lloyd Bridges was the flight controller. I know, but I thought right. maybe he was a doctor in that. I wasn't thinking. Doctor, you know, surely you <laughs> can't Dr. Flight controller. Yeah, yeah, Dr. Flight Controller. Yeah, I am serious and don't call me Shirley. You know, and Leon's getting larger. Larger. Oh, I love that guy. <laughs> it's like a great big Tylenol. Anyway. <laughs> All right, Brian. All right. All right, who played Marie Kimball Johnson in the 1979 comedy The Jerk? Uh, Bernadette Peters. Correct. Gosh dang it. I wouldn't have known that. She was cute. She's I like, so yeah, cute. I like very her. talented. She's still around, right? She's still with us. Great singer. She is still around. Yeah. As, long as, there, as long as there's a Broadway, as long as there's a, uh, uh, a cabaret to, to perform in, then she uh, will we'll have Bernadette is Peters it? singing. And she was, his, she was Steve Martin's girlfriend at the time too. Oh, I didn't know that, really, huh? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, they oh, were doing yeah. it. All right. Um, okay, so Scott. <laughs> all right, yeah. what is the 1974 comedy film with the characters Taggart, Mongo, Lily Von Stupp, and the Waco Kid? Taggart? What, what year again? 1974. Taggart, Mongo, Lily Von Stupp. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, and the Waco Kid. Uh, uh, um, Animal yeah. House. Animal yeah. House. Oh, it's not Animal what? House. It's not Animal House. Dad O'Brien. What is that? Bla- Blazing Saddles. Correct. Oh shit! I've mixed them up. <laughs> you, you, you sure mixed them up? Damn it! Levon Stupp was the only name that that would have done it. Right. What's her name? Yeah. Uh, the, uh, uh, Madeline Kahn. Madeline Kahn's character. Kahn, yeah. Gosh dang yeah. it. Yeah. Hello, cowboy. Uh, I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> All right, boy, this we're off to you know a real... What, you, were t- you were talking earlier about having weird dreams and stuff like that, and I've got a theory on that. Oh, yeah? Go right? for it. Go dreams for it. and nightmares, yeah. and everyone says there's reasons to them. Well, they say psychopaths don't dream, mm-hmm. right? So my <laughs> oh, theory no. is, yeah, my theory is that when you dream, you're not in control of your mind, whereas when we wake up of a day, we're in control of what we think about and whatever, when we're asleep, we're insane. Oh, there that may be something theory. to that. Yeah, that's possible. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and Brian, oh, that makes you okay. uh, no. See, Brian, you still have dreams. You still I remember. I dream. Them. I just don't remember my dreams. I remember that I had dreams, but I just don't remember what they were. Yeah. So you're just I'm a, not, most I'm people not a... don't. Most people don't remember their dreams because they don't want to remember them because they're just weird. They don't yeah. make any sense. You know, the so, staircase is up to nowhere, and then you drop off and fall into a shark's mouth, and it's all very weird. So yeah. we, our brain chooses not to remember. Yeah. Them, if anyone so out there is a true, good. if anyone out there is a clinical psychopath, will you let us know if you dream or not? Because that'll yeah, confirm it. Sure. Yeah. That's right. a fact. That is a fact. I read a lot of weird books, and that's a fact that they don't dream because they're living out their weirdest life. I love that you say, I've read a lot of weird books, and it's a fact. That's a great <laughs> That's a, right. that's a great exactly. bit of proof. I like that. That's good. I am blonde, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. All right. Who's next? Okay, all right. So, because uh, I, I stole Scott, your. Scott uh, mucked up that one, so yeah. it's Bri Bri's yeah. time. All right. Yep. All right. What does Dr. Evil name his clone? Oh, mini me. Correct. Oh, come on, come on. That was a gift. Oh, a scoop of chocolate, scoop of vanilla. <laughs> I could have, I'd have had. I that. really thought they were all easy. All right, Scott. Yeah, that yeah. was, that was easy. <laughs> all right, what is the what is the movie? What movie is the line? Are you a pothead fucker? From. <laughs> <laughs> um. Really? Yeah. Uh, Come on, you've got this. I don't know. Uh, that, that last name is a big clue. Hawker. <laughs> no, I, I got it. <laughs> um, I'm not swearing, listeners. Trust me. No, no. It's we're not going to get an explicit tag. We're going to get a explicit yeah tag. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what that is. I've never mm. heard it. Is it a trick? Is it a, is it a trick question? Are you trying to fool it's me? It's not with a trick question. No, it's not a trick question okay. at all. Okay, say it one more time. All right. What movie is the line? Are you a pothead, fucker? From there was a sequel with that name in it. <laughs> that should be a begin right there. Oh, trying to help. Oh, it wasn't. Um, it's not. It's not Crocodile Dundee, is it? Correct. It's not Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is correct. It's not that. Ah, uh, Brian? Brian, I've got nipples. This. I've got nipples. Could you milk me? That's uh, <laughs> yeah. Meet the Parents. Meet the Parents. <laughs> I never saw Meet the Parents. Oh, no, the Fockers. Heard of a movie called Meet the Fockers. Meet the Fockers. Gosh dang yeah. it. All right, I should have known, but I was—I I may have said "Meet the Fockers" and gotten it wrong because that's a sequel. Anyway, right? But at least you would have been close. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you didn't get, even get within cooey, mate. You just stuffed it completely. Never, never saw <laughs> um, that movie. I don't know if it was any good or not. Never saw it. It's it's all right if yeah. you, if you like Ben Ben Stiller. I don't really, but I've seen the movie still. So mm. anyway, yeah. um, all right, uh, Brian. <laughs> yeah. All right, this is a, this is a toughie for Brian. Okay. See how you go. In which state does Napoleon Dynamite take place? Oh my gosh! (laughs) I believe it's Utah, isn't it? Incorrect. Is it New Mexico? No, you don't get to say. I get to steal it. Well, yeah, you get to steal. It's Idaho. Damn it! Idaho. Okay. This is an easy one, and here's here's why this is easy. The dude was uh, he went to school here. He's like a huge local hero. Jared John Hess Heater? and his wife. No, Jared Hess. Oh, like. oh, Jared Hess. Mm-hmm. And they. Uh, so it was all. It was the biggest deal that this was just north of us in a in that crappy town. Yeah. So 
That's a good one, and I'm glad Brian got Wait. it wrong. I feel good about it. Totally, totally fine getting that one wrong. Yeah. It looked like Utah. Yeah, it was very. I got it wrong too. So he said Kansas. So yeah, yeah. There you go. All right. Um. So this is Scott now. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, Scott. What is Rob Reiner's character name in This Is Spinal Tap? Oh, jeez. <laughs> um. Meathead. I'll give it to you if you can get his first name. Oh, first name. Um uh, <laughs> uh Um I don't know. Daryl. I have no idea. I don't know what it is. I have no All idea. All right, go to Brian. Uh it's Marty DeBergy. Director Marty DeBergy. Yep. And uh, glad you didn't ask me what the uh, Navy ship that he wear that is uh, on his hat because there's like a typo or something in it. Like it's even that's like a little joke. Yeah, that's that's one of those obscure ones that if you you went on Mastermind and you said my subject is this is Spinal Tap, that's a question they'd ask you. Mm. Yeah, the, probably. The, but the hat absolutely would. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Okay, so it is now Brian. Mm-hmm. Uh, what toy does Arnold Schwarzenegger's son want in the movie Jingle All the Way? Oh crap! Well, it's a it's a red action figure, like a super superhero action figure, and the name of it is uh, Captain Tadpole. Getting it, Captain uh, Captain Shazam. Yeah, I, I'm never gonna get the name of that little all right i only i actually know this and the only reason i know it is because of um that stupid animated thing from dreamworks and it always reminds me of it i think it's turbo man turbo that is correct Mm, turbo man nice deal there's a lot of stealing in this i can't believe i I actually kind of like jingle all the way weirdly it's not really i've never seen it i've just seen a clip of of the the trailers where he's going after that red action figure mind you i don't think it's it's probably the best comedy no it's not no it, yeah. it it just has its moments, and it's I don't know. There's a charm to Arnold when he's not being an action hero, and I kind of like it's, that. It's it's dangled uh, onto our film sack list many a time, and never fully, yeah, <laughs> fully never. gotten snapped up. Yeah, not quite. I don't blame you. I don't. I've seen it once, and mm, yeah, so I was enough. trying to yeah. make a big variety here. So all right, so it is now Scott's uh, turn. Yep. Scott's turn, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. In forgetting Sarah Marshall. Peter has an idea to make a musical about what? I never saw this movie. Um, that's the one with that weird British comedian with all the hair and the, the Katy mm-hmm. Perry's ex ex bow or whatever. Russell, Russell, Russell. Uh, Third Illusion got it in the chat. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I might have it, but I'm not sure. I, I don't even know if I've heard. I, I I have to pass. I don't know. I have no idea. I never saw it. Okay. So, Brian, do you know it? Is it a musical about Dracula? It is. Okay. Damn it. Damn it. Puppets? <clears throat> yep. All right. Yeah, I don't remember that. I oh. want to suck your blood. Okay. All right. So, this is now Brian. Oh, that's uh, the one in- where uh, the dude from uh, Dazed and Confused shows his uh, bum. He has his bum out. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think actually Jason Siegel has his wiener out in this one. Oh, yeah, he does. In, that's right. It was yeah. controversial because yeah, he gets get full frontal in Yeah, uh, full wiener. That's right. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. Sure do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Brian. Yes. Um, oh, this, this is an easy one. If you don't get this one, I'm going to have to come over there and bitch slap you. Uh, okay. In 
In what movie? <laughs> okay. In what movie <laughs> did Aretha Franklin sing "Respect" and "Think"? The Blues Brothers. Jeez. Correct. Gosh dang it, that is easy. I know. I know. I know. All right, so that's ten. But we do. I do have two more if you want to go there. Yeah, do give us the bonus two. Let's see if I can't sure. redeem myself a little bit. I don't know how far behind I am. I'm not looking at the chat. I think, so. I think you're mathematically far. eliminated, but let's let's go for it anyway. All right, let's try it. Uh, you're basically in the outback, Scott. All you're right. standing alone in the outback. You know, yep. Uh, okay, so, all right, Scott, uh, number 11. Which disc jockey played himself in the movie American Graffiti? Um, Wolfgang Jack. Yeah. That's correct, Close right? <laughs> or wait, what's his name? Wolf Wolfman Wolfman Jack. Or Wolfman, not what I say, Wolfgang. Wolfgang. I meant Wolfgang. Wolfgang Amadeus Jack. Mozart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was Mozart. He was the DJ in American Graffiti. Okay. No, look, you know, I know what you were talking about. I know yes. you knew it. So that For sure. all right. So Brian, do you want one? Yeah, yeah absolutely, uh, please. Yeah, okay. What borough of New York City does grown up Josh rent an apartment in the movie Big? Oh jeez. Oh, it's uh it's like uh, the the posh neighborhood because he's got a, an entire loft all to himself, and it's like the Upper West Side. I guess it's a borough, so it'd have to be like um, Brooklyn or the Bronx or uh, um, posh, expensive. I know, I know. What is the expensive one? I, know I only I only know about the the Beastie Boys ones, so it's like the cheap ones. Um, do you want to cross the Scott? Uh, Scott, do you know it? it? Scott, I do. It it's Manhattan. Manhattan. Correct. Yeah, there you go. Manhattan. God's That's come the... good right at the end. Yeah, I had a good run yeah. at the end, but I think mathematically I was kind of screwed. So um, I'm pulling up the chat. Where was I? Three and seven? Brian, no, I Brian, got, Brian I got, wins. I got more than three. You got, well, with the last two, you got five. So five and seven. Yeah, but didn't I yeah. get, I got more than three total, didn't I? Hang on. Let me count. Miss Marie says so four. Brian, Brian, Brian. I stole Brian, like, at Brian. least two, right? One, two, <laughs> I stole Three, Idaho and four. I stole. You got four. I stole you got four. four. Okay, four. That's not you, that you bad. Try and, you want to try and get five, Scott? No. <laughs> Wait, do you have a. You have, you're saying you have one more question? Let me try it. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. Let's go. In Scrooge, what is Bill Murray's character's profession? Oh, he's. Um, he's. Uh, um, uh, he runs the. He, he's a TV, TV executive. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right? That's exactly right. Network, network, yeah, network. Yeah. Exactly. And but you said movies yeah, that are funny. You said movies that are funny. Just kidding. Oh, oh. Just funny. kidding. I don't like Scrooge. I know I'm an outlier. Really? I don't like it. Yeah, it's my least favorite Bill Murray thing. I wish I liked it. Oh my god. I know. Mine is Groundhog Day. So there you go. Oh yeah. my gosh, you don't like Groundhog yeah. Day? It's wow. all right. It's not. It's not up the top there for me with Bill Murray. So it's, you would put Scrooge above Groundhog Day? Holy yep. crap! I don't even think Brian. Yeah, day, sir. Yeah. You get Every nothing. Person that even remotely liked me right now. <laughs> you get no vaccine. No. Oh, that's that's shouldn't say that. <laughs> that's a bad time I'm, to say I'm, that. I'm stuffed. I'm just. I'm just being honest. Uh, it's all <laughs> good. It's totally fine. People can like what they like, and it's totally fine. Absolutely. That's exactly right. I don't know why people get so upset about people not liking movies they like. I don't get that mentality. It's like. You enjoy a film, brilliant. That's right. Um, that's it. That's it, boys. Well done. Uh, uh, Brian does you, win. Gidget. Yeah, well done. Scott came good. Thank you very much. Tell people Can, about uh, your just show. Come over and bitch slap me though. You yeah. gonna cut me off? No, I want you to tell the. I want you to tell everybody what the what your movie show is about. No, so you can go find it. I don't it. trust you, Scott. You just. <laughs> 
All right. I'm, I, I'm co-host of the Retro Cinema Podcast. We talk about 80s movies we loved back then and still love now. And we've just released our two-part podcast of Starman with Jeff Bridges. Oh, I love Starman. Go. That's an awesome movie. All right. There you go. Yes. Yeah, that's why we did it in two parts. It's a great film. It so is. Green yeah. means go, yellow <laughs> means go very go fast. Faster. Go very fast, yeah. <laughs> All right. Karen Allen's adorable in it and Jeff Bridges is great and it's a really good John Carpenter film and it's lovely. And, and yeah, and we're on every listening platform as well, so look up the Retro Cinema Podcast with me and Angry Man. All right. Thanks, boys. Yeah, say Thank hi to the you. colonel and tell him we love his fried chicken. All right. <laughs> Uh, there you go. I, I you feel go. a little better about the tail end of that, but man, sometimes yeah. I, the hard part was, I guess, you know what, here's the truth. And this is something I just haven't really thought about very much, but I'm really not one drawn to movies that are meant to be funny or they have to be a certain kind of funny or to, for me to be interested. So oh, really? I've okay. never, I've never seen a hangover, the hangover movies. I've never seen one of those. Oh. I didn't I'd see say the first one is worth seeing. Yeah. Uh, what about yeah. the one with all you the ladies in it where uh, what's her name has to poo real bad? What's that one called? Oh, Bridesmaids? Yeah, I never saw that. Bridesmaids is, is pretty funny. It's it's funny that you um uh that you shy away from stuff like shy, that. You it's just, not so much shy away from, I just never get around to it. I definitely don't feel like I want to go to a theater and watch them. Oh, um, well. Yeah, no. I mean, you can uh So, I just I don't know. Stream them. Yeah. yeah. And this is the opposite by the way of It depends on the movie. Like there are some movies I think that are hilarious i'm trying to think mm-hmm. of one so i could say one um uh i can't think of one <laughs> i don't know why there's certain movies that i guess i i don't know it's just to me movies are like show me something cool or big or loud or mm-hmm. subtle and interesting um and i always i associate comedies they're just so you know what it is comedies are just so um uh, subjective. There's just no. They are. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So that's hard for me. But anyway, I'm trying to think of a good one, and I can't think of one. Uh, all right. The... Trying to come up with one to ask you if you like, but uh, I'm probably going to say, like, oh, what about? Oh, no, no. It's hard, right? It's hard to think of a. It is hard. Okay, yeah. Kingpin. I love Kingpin. Kingpin. Okay. Well, geez. Then it feels like. I mean that that level of comedy. Hangover and Bridesmaids would kind of be right, right up your alley. Right, but I don't know if I would but, have seek. I, like, I don't know if I would have sought it out. I think the reason I like Kingpin is because it's this weird thing about bowling. Like, well, I need okay. the quirk of it. Like, my kind of humor in a film is like what the Coen Brothers bring, not necessarily what uh, Jim Carrey might bring. Like, it's hmm. hard to explain. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Comedy's hard. It turns out that's what it, comedy that's is. Hard. Comedy is hard. Right. All right, uh, that's it for that. That's all we've done there. Let's do some news. We have time for that. Absolutely, we do. Here you go. Time for the news brought to you by... Core! Every Wednesday, video game talk and good s arpening. Good s arpening. What did I write Get there? More. I don't know. Good S arpening. Get more <laughs> at frogpants.com slash core. I don't know what that is. Good I'm going to copy arpening. and paste that into the chat room so they can see how what these three words are. Yeah, the whole uh, thing's wrong. I wrote core every Wednesdays. I know. Video <laughs> game talk did and good this, S did arpening. Did you write this in your sleep like late at night or something? <laughs> I don't know. Good I... S arpening. Good S arpening. Video game and good video game talk and good ass. No, it wouldn't have no, been ass. Good, good. <laughs> I don't know what it is. 
<laughs> it's like it's like when Jerry wakes up and looks at the note that he wrote next to his bed, <laughs> like the greatest joke, and he's like, "Does that look like the word sandwich to you?" <laughs> I don't know what I wrote. Anyway, yeah, you're gonna want to check out Core. We did one last night, and it was great. We had a great time, and Bo and John are fun to record with. So uh, check that out. I just, I really don't remember what the hell I was saying. Good, good <laughs> sharpening. That now needs to be your new slogan for the show, though. Yeah. Uh, welcome to Core, where good sharpening. <laughs> I'm Scott Johnson, and with me is. It almost sounds like I'm trying to say and good something happening. Yeah. What if I put them together? S and R. I mean, E S is over there by the W. Good word. No. Talking good S. E S. R pinning. R pinning. Is happening. Good shit happening. Like, would you? Would but I don't understand. Like, video game talk and goodies. Goodies happening. Video game talk and goodies happening. I don't think so. I don't know why I would have said goodies. Yeah. Video game talk and good. Is happening? No. Good. I don't know, dude. Wow. All right. I don't know either. Good knife sharpening. I don't know. I Good don't know, knife sharpening. Yep. All right. Uh, moving on. Let's do a. Let's do some news where other people wrote things that I can read. Yes. <laughs> that aren't things I miss. Miss uh, type. So nothing from the Huffington Post is what you're saying. Nothing like that. Um, <laughs> actually, it's been ages since I've used. I know. I haven't seen. Uh, yeah. They've lost their game on the on the good news coverage we like to cover here. They're they're they've screwed up. Uh, Mercedes cover this car they're talking about, not a person uh-huh. named Mercedes. <laughs> That's not Mercedes rule. Okay. No, a Mercedes covered in poop after allegedly parking on a farmer's field. Do not mess with farmers, dude. They will exactly. cover. Exactly. They'll cover your car in poop. <laughs> Chat room says good Ed Asnering. No, no, Jerry Tolbert. It's not good Ed Asnering. I could use a real good Ed Asnering yeah, right now. I'll tell you that. Sounds dirty. Ugh, I don't want a good Ed Asnering. Um, it was supposed to be a lovely weekend, uh, sorry, at the beach for one Mercedes Benz C-Class owner ended up being a real mess. Literally the compact premium sedan generation W204 was parked on a farmer's land, which is located near the Trevina village situated in the Atlantic coast of Cornwall, England, United Kingdom. Yes. Mm. Oh, yes. Um, annoyed by his car or by the car on his farm, the tractor driver covered the entire car in muck. It says muck, but I think he means poo. I think you mean poo. I'm looking at the video right now oh, from the site. There's video. Yeah, the video from the from the tractor, from the guy driving the tractor. He's driving along next to the Mercedes. Oh my! But I can't. But the way he's got the cat. Well, oh, there we go. Now it's starting to. This stuff. Is <laughs> I'll tell you. Um, you can you can go all the way to like 45 seconds or 40. 43 seconds in this uh, video that's on the okay on the site won't run for me for some reason is it blocked oh yeah don't ignore that stupid uh photo of a hand holding an iphone 2 yeah uh yeah go down to the the twitter post. oh there we go okay and you say i can go about 40 seconds jump, then? jump into like yeah 42 seconds really right. here we go 34 or, oh geez here we come right now it's nice and shiny Okay. Oh yeah, look at that coming. <laughs> That's amazing. Yes. I mean, I kind of <laughs> don't blame him. Like, no, not at all. Not get at your, all. Get your car off like, my land. You know. 
I don't think that the that the farmer was like, all right, yeah, I'm gonna go fire up the tractor and do this. I'm sure he was already doing this to his field. He was already fertilizing his field and said, Welp. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Park yep. there, I guess you lose. Yep. This is true. Oh, breaking news in the chat room. Scott Bayo is trending. Why? What's going on with Scott Bayo? Is he, he in charge of something? I I'll, well, let's find out. Are we going to find out that he secretly loves Chachi also? Uh, oh, it's just a fight with him and Wanda Sykes. Who cares? It's yeah. politics. F off. Celebrities, I don't want to hear about you. Except in the context of dumb news that we read on the show. It's funny. We even get a top story. Why is Scott Bayo trending on Twitter? Because Wanda Sykes murdered him dot dot dot. And probably follows um, murdered him on Twitter. On yeah, on social media. But it'd be funny if she actually murdered him. Well, it wouldn't be funny, but if if Wanda if the headline was Wanda Sykes murders Scott Bayo in a rage. Yeah, then then <laughs> exactly. I'd like to hear more about that. Yes. Uh the girl on Charles in charge of my days, nor my nights. <laughs> yeah, nor my nights. The girl on Charles and Charles in Charge claims that he was like dirty pervy boy on that show. Like she oh, was I on, don't doubt that one bit. She was a sixteen or, or something and he was twenty something and he was like making the moves and being all weren't gross. you were you, weren't you more expecting that from Willie Ames than uh I don't know. I don't know. I maybe I mean he always you always he was always made out to be the skeevy one on the shows yeah. and movies they did together, but maybe it was flipped. Yeah. He was like the nicer guy. I don't know. God, when are we going to watch that? Uh, well, when is that movie going to be streaming? Uh, Zapped, Zapped, I think it is. Right. That's where he could like snap his fingers and ladies would go naked. At like, least that's what the movie poster implied. Yeah. That's the only thing I know about that movie is just what's on the movie poster. Willie Ames is Bible boy now, says Dead Polymers. Interesting. Really? Wow. Yeah. A Christian huh. superhero, they say. Jerry Hanging Taylor. out with Kirk Cameron? Is yeah. He? Are they all, they party ended up writing the sequel to... Are they... Are they sharing uh, hair curling tips? <laughs> just the tips. Just the tips. Just the tips. Well done, sir. <laughs> well, you know. All right. Moving on. Hey, uh, uh, this is, here's some dumb kids. Um, I was a dumb kid, but not this dumb. Uh, boys uh, let a black widow bite them in hopes of turning into Spider-Man. Brian, this could have been you and your younger. Wow. You'd love Spider-Man. It could have been me with my love of Spider-Man. Yeah. Yes. Three young Bolivian brothers. <laughs> That's a great title right there. We're hostile. Sorry, <laughs> Ben Stiller. Wait, who are the other brothers oh. then? Need- uh, ben Stiller. So three young Bolivian brothers, uh, starring uh, Ben Stiller, Owen Wilson, and uh, Will Ferrell. Okay, it's a movie that feels like it's already been made. Nice job. Blue Ridge John says that Zapped is free on Prime right now. Shut, Shut up. Shut up. Really? Maybe uh, we, maybe I, I we have to exp- maybe we have to put it on there. I think this happens after Phantasm or The Phantasm. The Fan, no. Just Phantasm, right? Just Phantasm. Oh, now, now I'm confused again. I oh. thought I had it right. Says, Wait, that is the other Zapped. There's more than one Zapped? Well, there was a like a modern recreation of Zapped, right? <laughs> no, I really. That was a movie that somebody felt needed a reboot. Yeah, like... Uh, yeah, that's right there, Zapped on Prime, 1982. Yeah, that's the one. Right? Scott Bayo and Williams peeping in a window going flick and a woman's uh, uh skirt flies up yeah because we thought that was in the 80s that was really funny to assault women with our minds yes exactly yeah it was a hoot then. two rebellious teens accidentally discover the formula for telekinetic energy and use it to cause havoc at school sounds like a winner we should probably watch it for film sack see how that thing holds oh, up 100 percent yeah i'm 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 uh, 
exercising my executive power right now. Okay. All right. And I'm putting it on the list for right after. Um, I mean, we have three branches of government inside of FilmSack, and we try to keep them separate, but there can be, <laughs> under certain circumstances, like war or something like that, one of us can stand up and go, I'm sorry, we are watching this. None of you can do anything. And so vetoes, vetoes won't matter. We're not vetoing it. We're just doing it. So I'm with Brian. Mm -hmm. I'll vote with Brian. And uh, and I'm sure Dunaway has it on Laserdisc. Yeah, or so. his, yeah, or just watched it like last week because he always somehow. <laughs> right, exactly. Okay, good. Anyway, all right. So these guys That's got all bit by a spider because they wanted to be Spider Man. They thought it would turn him into Spider Man, according to officials. The Marvel loving sibling, siblings, ages 12, 10, and eight. Uh, I blame the 12 year old. Honestly, uh, found the spider while herding goats. <laughs> uh, this is on Saturday. This is according to Telemundo. Uh -huh. Which I always confuse with the band Menudo, and I don't know why. I know. What if there was a Telemenudo? Like it was just a, <laughs> a TV network that all they did was show Menudo videos. That would be that would that would really confuse things. Yeah, hosted by Ricky Martin, former uh, former sure. member of Menudo. Member, yes. Um, think it, it says thinking it would give them superpowers, they prodded it with a stick until it bit each one of them in turn. Uh, finding them crying, their mom rushed them to a nearby health center. We call those hospitals or clinics, which transferred them to a nearby hospital, <laughs> Telemundo said. Uh, the would-be Peter Parkers were transferred a third time, taken to the children's hospital in La Paz the next day with fevers, tremors, muscle pains. These are all symptoms of being bit by a black widow. Uh, they are saying so there. I'm wondering how I got into this mess. <laughs> it all started. Uh, they were treated and discharged last Wednesday, most uh, almost a week after they were bitten. Uh, they sh uh, shared the drama as a warning to parents saying for children, everything is real. Movies are real. Uh, even though they are in fact an illusion, she says, well, no, we, we know uh, kids don't, you, you, Hey, um, I, you know what? I am, I might aim this one at you lady. I think maybe you did a bad job of telling your kid if the movie exactly, was real or not. Yes. Yes. Cause, uh, right. Oh, it's those movies. Uh-huh. Let's go ahead and shift it's, that. It's, not, it's certainly not me as a parent that told my kids, maybe don't let a black widow bite you. Yeah. Like, hello. This anyway. probably happens all the time because of those movies. Now, here's what I didn't know. Venom of that, uh, of the black widow spider is 15 times stronger than that of a rattlesnake. I did not know that. Yeah, it's because, yeah, it's like super concentrated bad yeah so these kids are lucky to survive yes for sure uh, according to national geographic they're most venomous in north america so if you ever see one here don't freaking mess with them man leave them alone um all right a pakistani villager in the news okay he is urging india to return his spy pigeon <laughs> please bring back the spy pigeon he bring, says. bring back pigeon. <laughs> bring back to us. <laughs> bring back to us. Jankata Stone. Uh, we are not being racist. We are talking about no, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Referencing a racist movie, which is totally different. Yes. Thank, thank you for clarification. <laughs> Pakistani villagers urged Indian Prime Minister uh, to return his pigeon, currently being held in, an India, in India on charges of spying. The man who just lives four kilometers or 2.5 miles or so from the border says he flew his pigeons to uh, celebrate Eid, the Eid Festival, whatever that is, E-I-D. Uh, police fried said, Pigeon Festival. <laughs> Would you say the Fried Pigeon Festival? Is that what you said? No, I said the Spy Pigeon. Oh. But yours works too. The Fried Pigeon Festival. 
<laughs> bring back, bring back my spy pigeon. Uh, we're actually gonna cook him. We're, we're gonna, gonna fry him up and eat him for the festival. You jerks. Police say the pigeon had a ring on one of its legs inscribed with a code that they were trying to decipher. Uh, the Pakistani villager claims the arrested pigeon is his, says the code is actually just his mobile number. Uh, Pakistan's Don newspaper has identified the man as Hababula and reports that he owns a dozen of these pigeons. Hababula told the paper that his pigeon was a symbol of peace and India should refrain from victimizing innocent birds. Yeah, uh... A spy is a symbol of peace. Yep, a spy bird, symbol yes. of peace. The peaceful spy. I I have the feeling India screwed up there. It's just a bird, you guys. Yeah, it's not a spy pigeon. Okay, we're gonna <clears throat> take a break, and uh, when we come back, it's Therapy Thursday. We're gonna dig deep into a couple of concepts, and after that, a couple things as well. So stick around. We got to play a song though. What do you have? I have something that comes to us from Sabrosa. Uh, big thanks to uh, Shayna Sabrosa for this one. Fat Night is the name of the band. They have a brand new single called Special. Um, they're announcing their sophomore album, Let's Live for Each Other via Acrophase Records. Uh, this is a brand new release. You're getting to hear it first right here. Um, speaking of bowling, the band's promo photo is them at a bowling alley with one of them on the phone. It's, it looks like it was wow. 70s uh, looking uh, Big Lebowski kind of stuff. Nice. I know, I know Big Lebowski didn't play, take place in the 70s, but they look like they're in a 70s bowling alley, just oh, like the one. Oh, yeah. Back. There's no way that bowling alley in 1991 or whatever this movie was set in was built in 91. That thing was like old exactly. as hell. Yeah. It's, part exactly. of the, it's part of the charm. It's old and dirty and gross. Totally. That's what makes bowling alleys fun. Uh, so the, the band is from Chicago, a four-piece band called Fat Night. Here is their brand new single, Special. Some other goes before What makes you special then? Cause there's something That makes you special then Holding hands Never meant this much before What makes you special then? Cause there's something That makes you special then Thank you. 
Hey, you guys. This episode sponsored by Blue Chew. Remember the days when you were ready to go? Remember that? Well, now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. If you could benefit from more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than at a pharmacy. And best of all, there's no more awkwardness. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code TMS. Just pay $5 shipping. Drive for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the show. Sure, well, I guess you want in 3D. Yeah, we finally made the switch. You got to keep up with the times, you know. Yeah, but... um... But what? Well, there's a 3D and 4D, you know. What's next? What's next? You never know. That's pretty fancy. The Morning Stream. I am victorious this time, brother. All right, we're back. <clears throat> we're back, Brian. How 70s was that? So that is uh, Fat Night, a uh, brand new song special. And this is this is one of those times that I just love the fact that we were able to do the music live so the stream folks hear it because I can see reactions right away like, what are we listening to? What is this thing starting out all mm-hmm. earth, wind, and fire, funky, slow, somebody said baby-making music, yeah. and then it gets into that disco uh, stuff, and it's just so, so good. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, good pick. Well done. And uh, go check those guys out. All right. We're going to get Wendy all up in it. Uh, it's my sister, Wendy. You may be familiar with her. Uh, she is currently Maybe. showing as offline, but that doesn't mean anything. That means nothing to it start. <laughs> it started a, I added you to the call and it started a separate call with just me and you. And I, it's never done that before. I don't know what that, that was, was about. Right. Anyway, uh, hey, d- don't worry about it because here you are. It's uh, Wendy, uh, Wendy Dunford. She's my sister, and she has a theme, and I can't find it for some reason. Why is it not showing up? Okay. I can just make up a word. Oh, I found yeah, it. Something wrong, Batman. Has anybody seen Wendy? Sensorily. Well, that's totally a word. Yeah, you could have made up a word. That's true. <laughs> You're good I still at, think that's a word. <laughs> that kind of is a word. Sensorily. Um, hey, Sensorily. it's uh, my uh, sister, Wendy, who's a real therapist. She helps people all the time. Real Problems comes in here on Thursdays, does Therapy Thursday. And uh, we help people with your problems. In today's uh, case, we got a couple of topics to talk about. Uh, first of all, you said uh, at the end of our conversation yesterday or this morning, you said, hey, I really want to touch on conspiracy theories a little bit. And uh, I'm curious uh, in what way. We, I know we've talked about them before, but what is it about conspiracy theories that you'd like to touch on today? We'll get that out of the way first. Well, it's related to the other things, too, of just sort of oh. the... Cause Okay, what we're going to talk about today, let me let me introduce it, uh, is this. Okay. That, well, okay, my, let me start with my experience. Um, I have gone from, like, just 
no giant influx in people reaching out to me or old clients. I've just gotten a couple of cute thank you notes and like seeing my regular people and they seem to be doing pretty good. And this was all March and then April and then most of May. And then as soon as, and I, th this to me is fascinating and predictable on one hand, but also just fascinating to watch. Mm. Um, and of course, anecdotally everyone, but also probably this will ring true for some people is as soon as it was like, okay, states are going to open and things are going to start changing. And you know, the, the, Oh, the, you know, like the opening up, even if it's, I mean, it's not here. Mm -hmm. I'm not having any of your guys' experiences. I still can't get my hair cut, right. you know, whatever. But it's, <clears throat> it's as if, you know, cause we're observing each other and reading news from everywhere, something and the weather too, but it something has shifted. And then I'm not kidding within a 10 hour window, I had 15 emails and phone calls of people like I need this now. And it was, Oh, wow. So sudden. Yeah. And I was like, okay, crap. <laughs> I wouldn't, Anyways. I wouldn't have thought that, those, that that you would hear so quickly on, I don't know why, why, why does that surprise me? I guess I shouldn't be. Surprised. Well, okay. So here's my, my theory for this. And I, it's, it's anecdotally true, like my own experience. And I, you know, I'm sure there's some research on this, but it's prolonged um, pressure or stress. And, and it's kind of like, you know, when you've, you're having to get a bunch of stuff done and it's just like week after week. And then you finally get a break, you get a cold, right? Mm -hmm. um, or you're just exhausted and you sleep all day or there's some, you know, there's some rebound effect to get back to equilibrium. Right. Um, it's pretty, pretty normal to expect. And this is of course something, you know, nobody's been through, at least that's alive that, as an adult. Right. Um, and you have weeks and weeks and weeks of stress and pressure and, I mean, I'm homeschooling four kids and I don't ever leave my house. In fact, I got in my car the other day. There were cobwebs in my car. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was freaky. Some spider got in there, had a heyday. Yeah. Right. So anyway, it's, it's like such this a is weird. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, then you pay for it, you piece of crap. spider. <laughs> anyway, but that idea of being like pressure, pressure, pressure. And then it's like a little valve is released and and this is true of prolonged grief. This is true of, of lots of things. Um, you know, we think we'll just feel better. We think it's just relief. But what it means is we've likely is we've just bottled up a bunch of stuff in order to get through. And then relieving that valve actually releases, releases some things we didn't know we were feeling or needing to express. And so, um, you know, you have a fluctuation in how people might handle that. Some are more suicidal. Some are, um, you know, maybe just making weird decisions. This isn't everyone. I'm sure there's some people who are like, oh, yay, I feel better. This is great. I don't know. Um, but at least my my little corner of the world, I've experienced a, a huge influx in people going, I have to talk about all this now. And what's fascinating to me is that each of them are like, I'm the one going, hey, remember there's a pandemic? Hey, remember that you just spent three months in another country where you were trapped, mm -hmm. like, whoa, as if people, they're, they're calling me and they're saying, Hey, I need to talk about this. They're still talking about their things, but there, there's a bit of a lack of recognition, at least consciously that this has impacted them. Right. Um, and as we get into it, then, I mean, they're all in tears by the time I say, Hey, can we just remember that you've been doing things that, that are hard and, you know, and I, I and it's interesting, just the psychology of it. But 
it has it relates to this idea that there's some new reports out that that Americans in particular and probably this is on the rise worldwide um especially sort of frontline workers with mental health profession or med medical professionals is an increase in people having meeting the clinical criteria for anxiety disorders and depression we're up to 30% of people how is that criteria um, or how how is that criteria applied like how do you know uh, well and here's here's the hard thing right it's surveys and it's done in, in it, like any of these kinds of things are it's not right. they talk uh, 100% of the population and 30% are depressed it's they talk to a they try to get a swath of what the the um what it would look like right so they're going to talk to this many people in this many households at this income level at you know they try to gauge all of that and then they can ask the questions right, right. so the criteria for depression or anxiety you can google it right mm -hmm. um and it's maybe that there was because it's always about 10 percent, five to ten percent will be experiencing one of these things at the same time mm -hmm. um but this is like acute onset you know, you send, and, and our caller last time really showed that too, you know, his wife, or two times ago, I guess, mm -hmm. his wife, usually really happy-go-lucky, has just gone into a deep depression. Right. Um, and that would have not, probably not been the case mm -hmm. had there not been this experience. So you've just got a big, big influx, and hopefully these things are more temporary than not. Mm -hmm. um, that's yet to be determined, but that that jump is significant, and... Maybe it doesn't freak anyone out, but it freaks me out. Yeah, it is uh, freaky. That's a huge, that's like, uh, you know, it, it actually coincides with some of the other numbers we're seeing in layoffs and in, like today there was yeah. big news on large corporate bankruptcies and how it's the largest amount of that happening since the Great Depression. Uh, seems like those things are correlated. To, so, you know, what I mean by that is obviously people are directly affected if they're involved in any of those layoffs or any of those uh, bankruptcies and or layoffs, but then even just the news of it is enough to set some people, you know, down a darker path or whatever. Like okay. I, I have my own weird version of this, but Kim and I are confused. We're confused. Okay. Let me tell you why we're confused. Yeah. We're confused because we keep swapping places. So last week, let's say Wednesday through Friday, I was in a great mood feeling productive, getting stuff done, optimistic about the future, just cranking along. And Kim was not. She was grumpy and sad and had a few few tear moments about the kids and some other stuff, and it just not a good time for her. Then almost like a switch went off, Monday, Kim's like upbeat. She's like, all right, it's a new week. We're going to do this. I'm going to tackle it. We're going to get this. And she's optimistic and moving forward. And I switch places with her and become the grumpy, depressed, I'm just going to sit on the couch for way too long kind of dude for the next three or four days. Why is that? What is that? I know this is not <laughs> what we're talking about, but we are trying to figure out, is that a good thing that we tend to balance it that way and that we switch well, places like this or what? Or is it the one of you sees the other one getting kind of in that funk and so they take the role of, all right, I need to be the the rock to help get you out of that funk maybe i you just know? don't think it's conscious if it is because i don't because there was nothing about like today i'm feeling way better like feeling just no more upbeat and ready to roll and mm -hmm. she's like oh, i'm so tired and sleep. Like it's, i can see it happening again it's <laughs> it's shifting again and i don't know i don't know if that's ha happening subconsciously or if it's just the way it, it, it kind of reminds me like when one of us would be 
down or sick for any reason back in the past when the kids were little, for example, then the other one would pick up the slack and just you just did it. You didn't think about it or, you know, it just sort of happened um, mm-hmm. in the same way that if one of them poops themselves, then Kim just knows it's her job. And if one of them barfs everywhere, I just know it's my job and you just do it because those are your roles and they're just like unspoken in a weird way. And that's kind of I feel like we're in this weird. I don't know. It's weird. It's just a funky thing. Yeah. It's, it's, well, and, and Brian's right. It's not, I mean, it's not conscious in the like, oh, I got to step it out now. It can be, right? But I do think that's just, there's some symbiotic stuff that happens, especially when you've been married a while. Um, and there is really like permission. Like, I got this, you can be sad now. That comes from sort of a connected, safe relationship. And, mm-hmm. and everyone handles stress differently, right? So, and, and I'm wondering too, even that the email from two weeks ago, there's a bit of that that has always gone on. Whereas, you know, he is stepping it up because she isn't doing as well. And that's happened many, many times. The hard part is, and and this is where we get into, um, I'm going to just take it down this road because I think this is really valuable of when everyone's at 10% mm-hmm. rather than someone's pulling off an 80 and the other one's, you know, at 20. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you do then? Because that is what I think this, sort of pandemic has done to every family is especially ones with kids is because it's just impossible to ever not be doing something that you have to be doing um, in order to make sure everyone's okay. And, and really what's tough is that we've been asked to be teachers. Right. And so what happens is, you know, I've got four different kids that have four different needs and really, two of them absolutely should never, ever, ever, ever be my students. Mm-hmm. Just clearly, I'm the worst <laughs> thing that could have happened to them. Mm. So I've had to really like change my approach from you need to learn this and oh no, your future to you know what? Let's just build one more Lego. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, that's what we're gonna do. And um, because I'm gonna harm him emotionally, so he can do a couple more math problems. Right. Yeah, it's it's really a position none of us should be in at the same time we're trying to navigate, oh no, are we gonna lose our jobs? What do we do with finances? How do we, you know, all of the uncertainties that is reality and putting everything on hold, right? We don't everyone's future is on hold a little bit. A little like, bit. Can I yeah. go there? Should I do that? And especially those who are graduating or there really was a next life step that was just around the corner. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 big. And so we can't underestimate that impact on everybody. But couples do this bizarre thing. I've had this throughout my marriage where I'd be really worried about something and Adam be chill about it. And then we switch and I'm like, well, good thing this is never at the same time. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) When it is, there is a thing to do. So can I just give some quick advice on this? Yeah. Um, It's called the family gap plan. And Brene Brown, I don't know if she coined it, but she's talked about this a bit. She's the one that talks about shame a lot. Um, and the the idea of a family gap plan is that you pre-plan what you're going to do when everyone's at 20%. Okay. <laughs> so for example, you're having it happen naturally, but let's say you are both just sitting around and staring at the wall and you had little kids that needed to be fed, which I'm sure is happening to people. Mm-hmm. It's what do we do pre this? We, we, what do we plan so when it does happen? So for example, you get home, I get home. We are both at 20% and we say it. We go, 
I'm at 20%. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, so am I. Mm -hmm. So then the, the plan would look like, okay, that's it's frozen pizza dinner night. It's who cares if the kids get a little more screen time. It's like a pre-set uh, way to get through that. Mm -hmm. And then till we both get some sleep, right? Or right. everyone gets something to eat or, you know, the weekend comes or whatever that type of thing is. So that idea is that you, you make some rules. So we don't have big discussions during family gap time. We do not make any big decisions. We, in fact, you know, everyone kind of goes to their corners or maybe the rules is you don't, um, yeah, you don't try to resolve any issues. You just take it easy. And what I'm finding with a lot of the couples that are reaching out to me is they're trying to resolve big, hairy problems in a pandemic, mm -hmm. right? And there needs to be a pause on some of that. Um, and, or, absolutely someone helping them do that. Right. Versus, you know, and I think it's time for, we, we dig up our 10 year old issue about this and we deal with it now because it's been thrown in our face for three months straight. So it's tempting. Absolutely. But there is, you know, if this isn't happening naturally, this flipping back and forth, then, you know, coming up with what your family gap plan, I think could be a really good one. So you can Google that and what, I, Brene what I like about that is the family gap plan sounds like a way to get a t-shirt once a month if you all sign up together <laughs> at the mall at the gap and then, a loose fitting yeah yeah uh, it's like right. oh, screen yeah sure, and you gotta pay cargo, cargo shorts yeah. yeah you gotta pay monthly so you better get in there and get yours this month sort of thing but um anyway did you know that i worked at the gap when no, i was in high school no no and i worked at the gap when snl was doing the century really series. yeah oh, the, yeah the uh, Chris Farley and David Spade talking about <laughs> folding. I didn't yep. know this. Why didn't I Thank know you. this? How did I not know uh, this? Uh, you were off living your dreams. I was just trying to make a few bucks. I guess so. Yeah. Junior year. I would have loved to have gone in there and said, hey, do you, do you have anything <laughs> loose fitting and dumb? And you could have said, yeah, right over here. <laughs> but then you need to cinch it with a belt. Yeah, with a belt. Anyway. Yeah. It was the 90s after all. It was. Um, it was good times. Uh, anyway, well, that's cool. I didn't know that. All right. Um, uh, all right. So, about, sorry, to, I didn't mean to derail us, but uh, back to your whole, uh, back to the main train oh, yeah. of thought here. Back to the main thing. I mean, really, so that, so there's this increase in all these things, which seems like, uh, duh, of course that's happening, right? Um, and people, I mean, there's no shortage of, hey, here's some things to do to help with that. And for years and years, we've talked about this on the show of about self-care and you know, the, the power of creating rituals that are good for you and help you feel connected, whether that's a ritual of exercising and eating better to be kind to your body or, you know, connecting mm -hmm. with friends and all those different things, right? Like sure. there's some, all of those really obvious ones. And what I found is that, you know, that stuff is hard to do when your energy is low. And, and I think everyone's experiencing a couple of similar things, no matter what your circumstance, mm -hmm. this is the cause, you know, we've talked about, we're all in the same storm. We're not all in the same boat, but the storm has created some very common experiences for people, which is sleep problems. Yeah. So we're, we're collectively struggling with that. Um, just being out of whack, right? So staying up too late and, staring at things and trying to escape reality a little longer mm -hmm. or whatever it might be. Um, and then we've jacked up our sleep cycles in, in lots of ways. And then stress, of course, has a massive impact on, on sleep. Um, so we're all a little sleep deprived. I think we're all gained, what, five, 10 pounds. I think that's 
collectively oh, yeah. happened to every single person. I gained, I um, lost 30 and then gained 15 back. So I was feeling real good about that. It's a real bummer. Yeah. yeah. So pretty, pretty common. And then you've got, so some of these very basic physiological responses we're all having, because this is what a sort of long ongoing stressful um, dynamic will do to people. Right. So a lot of us have adjusted in a lot of ways. Right. Um, we figured out a rhythm on how to teach our kids. Well, summer's going to start in about two weeks. And now what do we do? Right. <laughs> because there's no camps and there's no swimming pools and there's, you know, all of the things. So um, you, you, you adjust because humans are pretty good at adjusting. But we tend to do a lot of holding our breath and hunkering down that, you know, it takes its toll. Right. So increase in depression symptoms, increase in anxiety symptoms. Fortunately, a lot of therapists are figuring out how to go online and help um, and do some things, but it's it's pretty tricky. Mm. But this leads to where the conspiracy thing comes in. Because we talked about it previously on the show, and um, what tends to happen is when people feel out of control um, and powerless and afraid, that's the perfect formula for sort of indulging in the the story that would explain everything right? The story that, oh, that makes so much sense that the whole thing is a fraud because I would like this whole thing to be a hoax. What, don't, don't you? Wouldn't that be great? We could all just, ha ha, now go swimming and take your kids to camp. Mm -hmm. Like it would all be over. Right. Um, and so there's some elements of hearing something you want to hear and that assuages your fear and also gives you a sense of control. That being said, it's, it's this specialness too, right? I, I have access to special information. You know, I'm not blind. I'm not ignorant like the rest of you or whatever it might be. And it gives a sense of community because there's others who will join you there. And it gives you a sense of rightness and power when we are in a current moment where those things are missing for everyone. Mm -hmm. um, and it, here's, here's what I want to get to. I've had two conversations with two very lovely people that I care very much about who were pretty normal moms before yeah. and they are, they're not my clients, so I can't actually help them help them. But in these conversations, both of them shared the rabbit holes that they're going down and how it, I mean, it's, they're like nervous wrecks. Um, but the, you know, it's the whole, what is that freaky one is into on, um, Oh, the one about the childhood um, cannibalism ring, or I don't know. Oh, um, I don't know the details, of course. Right. Because I can't handle at all thinking that my friend is now that's all she does and thinks about, and she's convinced it's real. And yeah, you know, it, and, and her kids are suffering, and she's she has a job that has been is not essential, and so financially they're in a really scary place, and you know, these four young boys who it's just all of the things that would make her vulnerable to needing something to hold on to. And this is where she's spending her time. Mm. And, and so when I talk to her, you know, my alarm bells go off, like you need to go outside and you need some help. And, you know, we're all hand tied a little bit. So it's, it's pretty scary. And some other conversations that I've been having with people just of they're checking with me to think what, ask what I think. And I'm like, well, I want to know is how are you? And what I found too, is that folks who do not have anyone they personally know 
who has had COVID or has died, mm-hmm. um, that they start to have some of these same feelings too. Like, well, maybe, I mean, I'm just paying the price here, you know, et cetera. And so there, it's yeah. just, they have like a, a they have a they experience a cognitive dissonance that's pretty unique to this to what's happening. Yeah. This feeling of like, well, I this isn't affecting me or anyone I know personally. And if you've got any tendency to like roll over onto the side of maybe it's all being made up to control me, then you're done. You're down, man. You're, you're, you're going to be cemented into that, and that's yeah. all you're going to be thinking. And then yeah. and you point, paint yourself in such a corner that how do you ever get out of that? How mm-hmm. do you ever stop and go? Oh no, you know what? Everyone, uh, no, I was, I was misled. I'm, I'm good now. And like, no one does that. They all dig in and, <laughs> and, and get worse. And then now the Earth is flat, and you know, nine eleven was an inside job, and chemtrails are making me high. And <laughs> like, you start right. really going down that path, and you believe all that stuff, and and your whole life should have the X Files theme pa- playing in your head. And that's, and I know this is like hippy dippy of me, but like, I have so much more empathy for conspiracy theorists now than I have in the past because I really do get that that with fear what do you do with it where where do you put this now collectively we're all experiencing it in a in a way that didn't exist on this kind of scale before I think um but that idea of how do I gain control how do I know what to do when I hear mixed messages. Like I just think about Wisconsin as a great example, right? My neighbor, mm-hmm. uh, the governor says one thing that their Supreme court in the state says a whole nother thing. And people are just left to their ids. You know, I mean, it's a bit of like, nobody knows what's up or down and, and it's all going to be based on your own personal experience. Mm-hmm. So you get it because you've been there or you've not, you don't get it because you don't know anybody or, so, so I talked to someone who was just like, I just don't know anybody and I, I don't want to go down that road, but it just makes me wonder. And so I described in detail my close friend's brother in the ER in, or not the, he worked in the ER and he got COVID and he was in the ICU for 12 days and should have died. And he got a plasma transplant at the very last minute. He was mm. the first one in the West to get it. Mm. You can go see him on the news. He was interviewed in, in Vegas. And within a couple of days, he was able to go home. It was amazing. Mm. And so he's doing okay. But that dude should be dead and was almost dead. And he was in perfect health, like a specimen of perfect health. And you just go, if you don't know him, then you might think that's not real, right? You might think, oh, you're just telling me a good story. But when it's your friend and you have conversations, you know what I mean? Like, it's just not real. And that's always been the case with tribal dynamics of human nature, right? So we're in our tribe and your experience is so similar to my experience. You live in my community. We go to the same grocery store, right? We both know where the taco seasoning is, right? We have common held experiences, viewpoints. We can get each other on one hand, but when we spread this to the entire world, it, it's, you know, hearing the news through whatever i don't know i'm thinking of lord of the rings now suddenly um <laughs> well, they, they do that with big fire uh, uh yeah i was thinking right. of that yeah but just how like they're getting grumpy fire towers with, yeah you know where was rohan when we were you know blah blah, blah. yeah just right. that idea of like we spread out too far and it's really tricky and 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 the reality in the united states anyway is that covid has spread in particular areas and not in others mm-hmm. right we have hot spots which means there's whole groups of people who don't know anyone personally. And so, you know, 
So it's a, it's a very tricky thing. And I, and I think, you know, anyone listening is probably like, this isn't cohesive at all. Why are you talking about this? It's because it's not cohesive. I don't know. I don't know how to help everybody. And I'm, I'm trying. Mm. And, and really, I guess it boils down to like, we have a rise in these things for a reason. This pandemic has been very difficult mentally on all of us and emotionally and hard on families and hard on children. And, you know, we've got to figure out how to survive it and thrive again. And I think we can, um, but it's, I guess it's disheartening when, I don't know. Does Wendy need therapy, everyone? Wait, maybe Wendy. Yeah, Wendy needs a therapist. Uh, I'm who, not sure. Who watches The Watchmen? Who yeah. therapizes the therapist? Agreed. Anyone yeah. who does this and is really good, send me an email. Well, here's, uh, the, here's, the, here's the problem. Here's the, here's the problem. It's, it's As usual, humanity is difficult at scale. Um, if this yeah. was affecting a group of 10 people, figuring out what to do, how to do it, who's in charge, all of that stuff is simple, right? Like easy, quick, quickly get there. Uh, you, you, it's not a big deal. Uh, dissent is small if there is any at all. Like it's just a quick and easy fix. We're talking about eight billion people, talking about diverse cultures and societies, and civilizations, and underdeveloped parts of the world, and and uh, you know parts of the world that are so developed that they think they're immune from this sort of thing and don't have to deal with it. And we have great disparity in, in wealth and that sort of thing. Like what you're describing is just a symptom of that, right? Like. So at the end of the day, you just would have to be like I'm trying, like I, like I, we all should be trying to do, which is our own little sphere of ten people, and then let the scale worry about itself. You know what I mean? Like I don't know what else there yeah. is to do, because well, I guess that's what happened too. My sphere of ten people now includes two people who have gone down some rabbit holes that are frankly dangerous. Yeah, it's it's dangerous. Is it Pizzagate? Is the other one the is it the Pizzagate thing that the one person's worried about? I am probably related to that. Okay. Um, and then when I sent and then she's gone off about some other conspiracy things, and I sent her an article and she wrote back, like, you know I'm open-minded, but that site is and then she went off and I was like, How about just a different thought? You know, yeah. like you can't say you're open-minded and then you only read one thing. Like that does not work. And I guess it's like it's entered my fear of small number of people who are raising kids and doing what's right and doing their best. And suddenly it's just like, Oh no, it's like, it's the contagion got to them. (laughs) And, and it's a little bit of like, no, I need, I need to know that those 10 people are okay. So you're right, Scott. But I just, maybe for me, it's been that it's infiltrated the 10 people in a way that, um, I mean, I'm watching close friends' marriages dissolve dissolve, and I'm watching, you know, it's just like the, 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 I don't know, the tax man's arrived and everyone's paying up for the three months. And not that this doesn't, there aren't challenges individually over time and, and we're just now hyper aware of that, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe that's all this is, is just a hyper focus. Yeah. There's definitely a feeling of, um, fork in the road at the moment. Yeah. Like just like okay, well, what are we what are, what are we all doing here? Are we gonna are we gonna be smart about this? Are we gonna be reckless about it? Some people are like, I was already reckless, Woo! like they were, you know, they they were never really into it or whatever. Uh, there are other people just who are like, something's got to give. Like we can't we can't be overly cautious all the time. Like at some point, the risk is mitigated, so we we now know what the mitigation is, and we can 
navigate that, but we still have to navigate it. We have to get out there and be in it and have some level of risk, some percentage of risk. And I understand that. Like, I totally get that, 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 that sense. But where we get into trouble is where we all start talking and arguing about the stuff that we can't have any control over. Like, it's easy during a time like this to go, uh, to have somebody who's absolutely 100% in their life benefited from the from aspects of, let's say, capitalism. It's helped them build a career or do whatever they, they did. But now it's easy to then turn on it and go, ah, this is the problem. The weakness in capitalism is money's just a construct. We all made it up in our heads and agreed it, it's a thing. And, built, and, and that's the only reason any of this matters. We have all the resources in the world to keep everyone fed, healthy, and okay. But instead... We keep it all behind this weird wall of money that doesn't actually exist. Like you can drive yourself crazy talking about that stuff, but you're never going to have the direct effect on it that you need, that you, that your brain thinks it needs. And so I don't know. Conspiratorial thinking seems to come out of like lack of control and distrust of authority. And you know, right now, I don't don't know what this is. I don't know what, like in just the, I mean, we we were we're we're talking mostly from the perspective of the United States. We have listeners all over the world, and everybody's dealing with stuff differently. I know that, but um, you know, we we had the we had COVID come at a time where we couldn't have been more divisive it, it, uh, already. Like we're already split in the most weird ways. So this was just like, I don't know. It's it was like either going to bring us together, or it was going to further divide us. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Did um, the latter. Imagine yeah. a couple arguing in their house about. Uh, the hu- a husband's fidelity, and he's arg- and he's mad at her because she's hooked on prescription drugs. Okay, this is a weird scenario, but th- that's the fight. Fight. She's like, "You're always okay. cheating." Well, you're always stoned on prescription drugs. And then imagine suddenly a cupboard above the dude opens up, and eight hookers and three other ladies he's having an affair with all fall out of the drawers. And over on her side, a giant bottle of pills just goes blah all over the room. Like that's what COVID did to our our all to the division that's already there, and then add a bunch of Twitters people just in a circle filming and talking about yeah, it. Yeah, and then all having their own opinions, and you know, like you know, uh, and then imagine you know a horrible incident with a police officer literally killing a, a I know a guy on camera about twenty minutes from my house. Yeah, right, kind of where you live. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and have all the like life is already complicated. We already have all these divisions. And then, oh, yeah, by the way, a completely nonpartisan, tiny, microscopic uh, life form wants to invade your body and destroy it. That And it does not care how you vote. It does not care who you like or don't like. It doesn't give a rat's ass what what happened today in the news or what uh, weather patterns are doing or what hurricane might be heading toward the Gulf. It doesn't care. It's just going to keep infecting people that keep touching each other and touching stuff they shouldn't be touching or didn't know was there and they touched their nose and boom, they've got it. Like, that's the one thing about this that is, that's the most black and white part of this is that thing does not care at all about any of our problems. We can make up a million reasons why you're politicizing this or you're using it as a weapon. It's like, no, nah, it, it doesn't care. It doesn't mm-hmm. care. It's just going to come in there anyway. I mean, if you not mowed your lawn for like two weeks, you would realize that nature will win the second we uh, stop. <laughs> You're not wrong, dude. Like that McDonald's in, where was it? There was a McDonald's that was totally shut down for most of this. I think they reopened since. But it got infested by goats. 
like just goats, <laughs> like goats all over the place. I and mean, it's going to be like the, like New York was for uh, Will Smith in that, um, what was it? Oh, I am legend. legend. Were the goats at least staying six feet apart though? <laughs> no, they were all Never. up in each other's goats business. They don't care, dude. They were just like, I think Big Macs used to be here. Let's go there. And they just stayed there. <laughs> so yeah, like nature's nature wants to, I mean, my, my lawn would tell you that nature's ready for a comeback in a big way. So yeah. Anyway, I, it's a hard, my point with all this rambling is that, um, I've come to the conclusion that all I can really do is this little sphere. And in this, in the, and, and, and that extends a little bit to our audience, you know, we can reach out to them and, Maybe that's helpful. Maybe it isn't. I don't know, but it feels like it's better than not having that influence at all. Um, if we can do something good for them, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, and I realize one thing too. Like my 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 job when I come on here is to act like I know what I'm doing, and mm. I I just don't. Mm. <laughs> like I don't know, yeah. and that is uh, on one hand like really refreshing for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be like, huh, I have an answer to any of this. I could spend the time to figure out what I really think or what I would do or, you know, like I'm always like, be nice, blah, blah, blah. But I just, it's like, listen, I don't know. I need a freaking swimming pool for these kids. And yeah. that's so stupid. Yeah. And at the same time, it's what I need, <laughs> you know, like. Get one of those big in- uh, six foot or whatever they are. They're, they're just the r- the round tub ones you put in the backyard, the big ones. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> You can yeah. do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then you don't have to Wait. dig a hole and go through all the expensive. Mm-hmm. You just have a big. Which, you know, the neighbor with, has. with a three-year-old. But when you're 14-year-old's like, yeah, cool, mom. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's just uh, it's just interesting. We're all doing our thing and trying our best. And yeah. it's, yeah, it's it's something. No, so thanks like for it. letting me not solve anything. No, today. it's good today. We, 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 no, you know what? There's, there's value in the concept of you can't solve everything. I think there's real value in that. And I don't mean just you. I mean, everybody, but their own, with their own stuff, you can't sometimes letting go. Like what, what the 12 step stuff has like, um, stuff about just letting go, you know? Yeah. You're powerless. You're powerless. Yeah. And now, I mean, we, if we could riff on that for one second, mm. if, I mean, there's the value in saying you're powerless against your addiction or you're powerless against something you can't control or can't change is that it, it offers you a chance to to find some peace, right? Like the struggle to pretend you're in control, the struggle to try to feel safe um, is where most of your suffering comes from. Mm-hmm. And and so that there's a ton of value in that. So that's a really good way to think about it. it it's and I think you know maybe the the taking the road to conspiracy land is a form of you know, just trying to wrestle control. And I mean, I know that's what it is. It's, mm-hmm. it's to feel like you're, you know, th- something and you, that you're going to be okay because you have this special knowledge and that you're a part of a small group of people who get it or whatever thing you need. Mm-hmm. Um, you get that, but there is a Buddhist version of this, which I really, maybe that's part of a good response of, you know, the, the actual attachment to control and the need to feel like everything makes sense is you know mm-hmm. we're pretty attached to that yeah and there's there's biological reasons for that but you know is there some higher plane we can get to by i don't know allowing ourselves to stick with what we can actually control and you know letting go of the struggle a little bit i like it 
uh, there you go, guys. Conspiracy theories. Quit it. <laughs> or at least don't tell me about it. Yeah, don't tell. Don't tell me about it. Yeah, I mean, okay. yeah. Sometimes you have to just ignore it. We have somebody in our extended family on Kim's side who is super down every road, every one of those roads he subscribes to. And oh, I said it was a he, so now I've already narrowed it down. But anyway, um, you know, there was some. They did a drive-by birthday thing for my mother-in-law, and uh, mm-hmm. part of that was getting out and doing a, a sort of safely distanced photo of everybody and. For some reason, my daughter Carter was the only one wearing a mask and she was getting dirty looks from people, certain people. And she says, I'm not wearing this to protect me. I'm wearing it to protect you. I'm in, I'm with people all the time for work and stuff. And they just didn't get it. No. I was proud of her, though, because she, she yelled at him. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's a good kid and she was she knows why she's doing it. But um anyway, uh the long and the short of it, sorry Carter, I didn't mean to invoke your your story. I'm just <laughs> still sort of annoyed by it. But um all right. Uh Wendy, uh as always, people should be checking out uh realsteps.org right now. Uh are you taking new submissions? I can't remember. I was Yes. Okay. Yes, yeah, sign right. up. We got I mean you can sign up right now. Um and you'll get some emails coming up shortly. Nice. Um, yeah. So we're get, we're getting geared up. It's going to be uh, really fun. We've had people do it first and second round, and this maybe will be some people's third, and then it will it keeps evolving. And <laughs> this time it's going to be it's going to be great. I'm excited. So right. yeah, please well, you guys keep out. the more you do it, the more you learn, and the better the program gets. If you guys are going, wait, you know, I don't know anything about this, then head on over to realsteps.org. All the details are there and learn about how maybe you can be a part of their next phase. All right. Wendy, have a fantastic week and uh, get a pool. Get a pool. I like that idea. Get a little kid pool. Okay. All right. Bye. <laughs> Thanks, Wendy. You get those little tiny yeah, ones. The, the little tiny plastic ones. Yeah. The the neighbor has a 16-footer above ground, but the little, uh, the little three-footer plastic one about eight inches high off the ground, and uh, the dog loved that one. Oh, of course. Ruby would splash around in that one. Hold on. The big one is Dave, neighbor Dave. Yeah, the big one. Crazy Neighbor Dave has a 16-foot pool in his backyard. I can see him in that pool. I can oh, pic- yeah. picture Daily. it in my head. Daily. Right yeah. How do those things, You just they're just chlorinated, right? Is that how those things work? I don't know how mm-hmm. they work. Yeah, there's a filter. and I mean, it still like uh, has all of the, the circulation stuff that you need. You're not going to let water stagnate in there, but there's a pump and a filter, and you got to check pH levels and all that stuff all the time. So. And do we, um, does he... And a heater. Oh yeah, right. A heater. I was going to ask about that. And does it have? Is it covering the space so that if he ever was to get rid of it, there's just no grass there now? Like there's a big dead circle under it. We cleared out all of that stuff beforehand and laid down. Um, oh, you got uh, roped in. Gravel. You got roped into doing all this. I helped. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because oh. you know I got. Uh, I didn't help him put it, put it up this year, but um, basically that space sits between our houses on his side of the fence, and it's an area that he basically got all of the the grass and everything out of and um i think it was a garden initially Mm. um they moved the garden to the uh, other end of the backyard and then cleared out everything put in pea gravel then put sand in made it level all that stuff and then put in the put the pool on top of that nice well done dave oh yeah there was no they weren't expecting grass to ever come back there (laughs) okay good i I knew somebody who put it on the grass and then seemed surprised uh, later to find out that the grass died yeah, yeah, no. He's a flat earther, so don't forget about that. <laughs> He's a flat pooler. Flat pooler. Flat flat grasser. 
Flat, right. flat Sander. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we are nearly done today, but we do have a couple quick things. I want to give a shout out to uh, Kurt Butin. Actually, you've heard this show. Do you want to tell me about I have, this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Kurt Butin, uh, Butin, Butin um, is uh, no, otherwise known as Kurtstable. He's come into the tad, tadpool a few times. They're doing a show. Uh, he and Phil Keating are doing a show called Nook's Tavern, a podcast and live stream all about Animal Crossing New Horizons. Nice. Uh, they cover weekly news events. They do deep dives into the corruption of Animal Crossing by one Tom Nook. Mm. They have a segment called Behind the Bells. Um, it's great. If you're a patron, you actually get to be a part of the live audience, which they record in one of their Animal Crossing houses. They give out a dodo code, and you come and watch them record live in Animal Crossing while listening to the audio of their show. And they they, they even incorporate stuff like... Um, uh, reactions as they're talking so like they'll react to something in animal crossing based on what they're the news that they're reading in the show that's fantastic there's somebody else doing uh is it gary witta i think it is is, is has celebrity play people who celebrities who are playing animal crossing they come on there i think it's called mm-hmm. animal talking and okay. uh they have a whole set in there that looks like like a late night uh talk show set with a desk and everything <laughs> And a city behind That's it, because so I guess there's a cityscape it. wallpaper. I've never seen in the game, but oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen that either. But yeah, I'm sure, yeah there's got to be. There's wallpaper. It looks like everything else. So they had like Felicia Day, and I forgot who all. Uh, Imagine AOC is probably. Uh, oh yeah, she she she's playing. She said something about wanting to be on there, but you had to talk to her mm-hmm. people. So I don't know if that worked out. But mm-hmm. uh, what was the other one? Oh, uh, the director of Moon. Um, oh, David Bowie's son, uh, uh, John, uh, Duncan Jones. Duncan Jones was on there, so. Felicia Day, That's a few funny. other people like that. It was pretty cool. Cool. Well, anyway. the one we're talking about here is uh, Nook's Tavern. <laughs> uh, Nook's Tavern. Go check yeah. out their Twitch and their uh, uh, their podcast. It's really, really good. I like the... I'll uh, vouch for it because I've listened to it. The Behind the Bells thing is a great... I love that. It's a segment it is name. really funny. Yeah, yeah, very good. All right. Also, a quick push, final push for our good pal, Mark Kirk. He's a teacher. He's trying yeah. to... I've talked about this before. But he's trying to get a 1,000 subscribers on his youtube channel so that he can build out a better way to teach kids remotely and with his youtube videos if you do not know what i'm talking about well then you didn't hear it the first time and i want you to go do it it costs you nothing you just so subscribe to it and it helps him get to the number he needs and we've helped a fellow tadpooler uh literally zero cost to you it's a single click of your time uh go to tiny.cc slash mark kirk there's two k's in that one word M-A-R-K-K-I-R-K. So it's three Ks. Uh, uh, tiny.cc slash Mark Kirk. And uh, he's almost there. So get in there and get him over the top so that uh, he can get uh, going when he needs to get going. So there's that. That's it for the show. Yeah. A reminder, no PM tomorrow because we did a play date this week. So we're not doing that. And uh, that'll be tomorrow. So don't be here tomorrow for this. Uh, this weekend, we will That's have right. a film sack, though. So plenty of content on its way. And the instances tomorrow, this week, because it had technical dif- uh, difficulties on Tuesday. So, uh, normal instance tomorrow. Uh, well, there, abnormal, I guess. There also will be a uh, Coverville Guess the Connection at 2.30 uh, p.m. Uh, six songs, six cover songs. Tell me what they have in common to win a prize. I think it'll be um, a Marge Simpson uh, thing of TikToks and a, uh, I don't know, a Lord of the Rings Blu-ray or something. We'll see. Did you say Marge Simpson box of TikToks? Is that what oh, you said? TikToks, I meant yes. <laughs> <laughs> TikToks, TikToks. You have me I'm interested. I'm doing some TikToks on TikTok. Yeah, do that and then film it, and then yeah. the kids will love it. Don't worry. Uh, mm-hmm. All right, well, do check that out. Uh, plenty of other stuff going on. Check the calendar on the site. Uh, live stuff's always at frogpants.tv. 
podcasts are all at frogpants.com, including this one at frogpants.com slash TMS. Info about our Patreon, how to support it, how you can get bonus cool stuff, all of that is there. All right, we're going to leave now with a song, and I love the mm. title of this already, so tell me what we're listening to. Yeah, you're going to love this. Um, why did I just eat a Tic Tac before doing this? <laughs> a Tic Tac, yeah. A Tic Tac. <laughs> when Magus, Stephen Forster wrote in and said, Hey, Byron, my 36th birth anniversary is on Friday, May 29th. Excuse me, pretty sure the days blur together in 2020. That's a Friday. So any day during the week is fine, but can you play the Jonathan Young cover of Dragonborn? I want something high energy and powerful, so fuso ra its way into the next year, and this just seems appropriate. You guys are great, and I appreciate what you do. Steven, a.k.a. Winmagus. Aw, you know what, Winmagus, I have this to say to you. That's pretty fancy. That's pretty fancy, your birthday. Yeah. I hope it's a good Happy one. Happy 36th birthday, Winmagus. Yeah. Um, or well, Magnus, I think, is what um, Gidget called him earlier. I think it might she be Winmagus. Well, it is. Oh, yeah, Winmagus. Magnus. Winmagus. And and there was another one that she inserted an extra letter into, and it turned it into a completely different name. It was yeah. funny. Yeah. Anyway, this is a Skyrim theme featuring uh, Caleb Hiles, performed by Jonathan Young. Um, I found it under that name as opposed to Dragonborn, but it is Dragonborn from Skyrim. Uh, It comes from a 2019 album called I Didn't Write Any of This, Volume 6. Here's Jonathan Young and the theme from Skyrim.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Uh.